Hello, everyone. Welcome to Adoran Talks Sports, the only podcast that talks about every single team in the sport being discussed. I am your host, Anaru himself, back with another episode of the Super Bowl case, where every single day I make a case for this team to win the Super Bowl. Now, I have to spin the wheel to find out what team I'm selecting, but you can check out the link in the description below for Humble Bundle, a program that I'm affiliated with, game books, software bundles, and more, all available not only at affordable prices, not only are they giving you a lot of content, but also purchases down there can also support the content we create here, uh, just making sure that when you click a bundle, go to the Adjust Donation tab, and then from there, uh, make sure that the Adoran uh, slider is available. All of the different bundles also support different charities, so if you haven't already checked it out, I highly recommend doing so. Today, we're talking about the New York Giants. So, the Giants are a fascinating team. I think uh, for all intents and purposes, you're walking into the season with the expectation that the Giants are not going to be fantastic. They do have new people in their in their situation, I guess is the best way to describe it. Uh, they've got new folks in different levels of positions that could help out the players that are on the team. So I'm actually going to start there, uh, talking about Brian Dable, Mike Kafka, Don Martindale as the coach, offensive coordinator, and defensive coordinator, respectively. Uh, on top of all of that, their general manager is Joe Shane, who uh, was previously with Brian Dable on the Buffalo Bills, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, formerly with uh, Dable... Uh, as the Bills' assistant general manager from 2017 to 2021. Just making sure there. Uh, So, a brand new influx of front office folks, and the entire team has sort of dedicated this year, at least, to making sure that their quarterback is the right quarterback. And that guy, of course, is Daniel Jones. Now, Jones, I'll be honest here. With uh, This is one of those opinions that I have that's very different than everybody else's. I am a believer of Daniel Jones. I do think he's got the skill set and the talent to succeed in the NFL. I don't think that he has had the best situation, and the Giants, of course, agree with me on this as they've basically revamped everybody above Daniel Jones in the uh, the pecking order from head coach to offensive coordinator to general manager and more. And uh, this is this is an opinion that not many people, I think, have. Uh, in regards to Daniel Jones, because I have been a believer in Jones and his talent and his ability and the the way that he plays the game. I think that pl- that play style has success in the league. Uh, of course, he's got to improve and everything like that, but that's all, of course, standard. But uh, I do think Daniel Jones can be successful in this league, and I'm, that's an opinion that I think most people have sort of written him off this season. So I'm uh, wondering, with the offensive change, with everything shifting there, the giant Super Bowl hopes kind of rest on, and I hate to throw myself into the situation, kind of rest on Daniel Jones being what I thought he would be, of a really, really good quarterback. He's got the talent, he's got the athleticism and everything like that, and, you know, he's he's got that modern age build for a quarterback. Off the field, he's fantastic as well, very Eli Manning-esque, uh, and on the field, he's Eli Manning with a set of wheels, basically. Whether that's successful or not remains to be seen, but if we look at the surrounding talent around Daniel Jones, there's a lot of players that have not only the name brand sort of talent, but also the actual talent, right? Their uh, running back crew headlined by Saquon Barkley, who, if healthy, of course, that is the caveat all the time, but if healthy, is a dominant running back. The first couple of years in, uh, into Barkley's career, I think there was an argument that he was a top five-esque running back. Uh, now, maybe not the case because of injuries, but if Barkley is healthy, Barkley can be really impactful. 
That, of course, alleviates some of the concerns that Daniel Jones has in the passing game. And looking at the passing game, he's got a lot of talent that he can throw the ball to. Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard, Kadarius Toney, Darius Slayton, and more, right? Uh, a number of other players here. Uh, they, the tight end group has uh, got Ricky Seals-Jones, Jordan Akins, and a couple of others. Uh, and then the offensive line is slightly improved as well. Uh, of course, their normal offensive line is as it is, and the Giants haven't had a fantastic offensive line over the past half decade and more uh but they did draft one of their uh, two first round picks they did draft evan neal at right tackle which will be a great improvement for the offensive line as a whole the defensive side of the ball is where things get interesting uh their very first pick so the giants as i mentioned previously had two first round picks their second one they used on evan neal which was uh, the seventh overall pick the fifth overall pick they used on Kayvon thibodeau who uh is projected to be really good uh, so that's definitely something that's going to be interesting. Another in, inflection, inflection, infusion, another addition to talent that's uh, headlined by an offense. Uh, sorry, a defensive line that's got some pretty good players on there: Leonard Williams, Dexter Lawrence, among others. Uh, on the linebacker group, Blake Martinez, I think, is probably the key guy uh, that's back there. Uh, on the back end, you know, you've got like Jordan, uh, Julian Love, uh, Xavier McKinney, Dory Jackson, and a few other players there. So I think a lot of the the defense of the Giants is built on that front seven similar to how and uh, you know of course I'm stepping into the role of a Giants player fan uh, manager and stuff uh, similar to the 2007 2007 2008 championship run uh, where defensively they were really headlined by that front seven right Michael Strahan uh, I think OC Guminiora was on that team and a few others um, and th th those were the guys that were really providing the pressure that forced the bad throws that the back end could take care of. So I think the defense is kind of going to try to work similar to that. Though it remains to be, uh, remains to be seen exactly how that's going to work. So the Giants themselves, you know, additional talent headlined by their two first-round picks. When you go over to the schedule, that's this is another area that they have an advantage in, is that they've got the fourth-place schedule, and I am much bigger on the impact of a schedule and the fact that teams can bounce back from the fourth place to the top. Uh, I, I think I've seen enough examples in recent years of teams making the Super Bowl with a, a bounce from a last place schedule to a first place schedule uh, or like leveraging that last place schedule into a division win or something that uh, I think that it's a, a reasonable thing to take into account when looking into the future. I mean, the Bengals did it last year. The Eagles did it about five years ago. Uh, and I, I suppose if I were to go through and actually look at every detail, there'd bound to be a number of teams that were fourth and third on the division list that end up uh, going all the way to, you know, deep playoff runs. So the Giants themselves uh, get the advantage of the fourth place schedule. Now they do go up against the AFC North and uh, the NFC, sorry, not the AFC North, the NFC North, the NFC East and the AFC South. All three of those divisions aren't. All three of those divisions have the same situation of one team that's probably really good, one team that's a, a wild card, and a couple of teams that are eh, right? Um, from the Giants' perspective, the Cowboys might be falling off. The Eagles, while they got a lot of talent, we still have to see how that actually works. And the Commanders are themselves in a sort of similar situation to the Giants are. Uh, the South have their own uh, discussions that we've talked about previously. The North have their own discussions we've talked about previously. And then from there, the other teams that they end up playing against are are all teams that, uh, you know, like the Lions and the Texans, teams that aren't really all that, uh, at least, um, or the Texans, I guess, for part of the South, but the, the Lions and the Seahawks and teams that aren't really all that. Um, so they get to take advantage of that aspect there. Uh, one thing that the schedule, I've only just noticed this now, 
a lot of their divisional matchups, and I think all of the NFC East teams have the same situation, a lot of their divisional matchups are in the latter half of the season. Uh, starting from week 12, they go Cowboys, Commanders, Eagles, Commanders, Vikings, Colts, Eagles. They, they have their only non the uh, sorry uh, their only divisional match in the first half of their season basically before the bye week is in week three against the Dallas Cowboys so the first half this is kind of building up for the Giants to kind of play this where the first half of the season is them attempting to figure out what exactly is going to happen how they're going to play and they're going to go up against some pretty decent opponents just looking at the schedule they start off with the Titans soon afterwards they go up against Green Bay and then Baltimore uh, all pretty you know solid teams that they can actually experiment with and then from that point forward after the during the bye week after the bye week then they start making the actual big adjustments from there they are able to apply it over to the second half of the season where all of their divisional matchups are where all of their easier matchups are and as a result the Giants might be one of those teams that has a big end of the season uh end of the season run to basically stockpile all their wins so that's kind of how the Giants have to play this out Overall, the Super Bowl case for the Giants, of course, relies on Daniel Jones and the offensive scheme that Brian Dable is bringing over from Buffalo. If Jones is able to adapt to that, the talent on this team, especially offensively, is more than enough to be able to lead the team to the playoffs. Uh, and then the schedule itself really helps them, especially post-bye week, to have you know stack up a lot of wins, build that confidence, and go forward so that at the end of the day, the, the Giants are not only able to make the playoffs, but make their Super Bowl run from there. The Giants, of course, historically speaking, I feel like, uh, especially in recent history, kind of just muddle around at 500 until the end of the season where they have a bump, and that small bump is enough for them to have confidence to just run through the playoffs. Uh, I think, of course, of Eli Manning's two Super Bowl runs. That's the end of this Super Bowl case. As always, be sure to check out Humble Bundle down in the description below. Be sure to subscribe if you haven't already. Tomorrow, another team, a brand new setup. Until then, everyone, thank you very much for listening, and take care.